Welcome to the Developer Stories Podcast, where you'll find interviews with full-stack developers in web, blockchain, and software engineering, covering topics such as how they got into development, tech stack, current site projects, and their tech trend predictions. In this episode, we hear from Valentino Gudice, a self-taught React developer. He starts by telling us about how he realized that he didn't need a computer science degree to become a developer. He also has an inspiring story of how he got his first developer job at the European Space Agency. This happened in uh, December 2019, so not too long ago. And uh, I was actually in China at that time. Uh, I took uh, six months off from uh, my job back in Sweden. And... Uh, yeah, I was basically at a point where I wanted to perhaps change career, change job. I was getting way too stressed with my previous job. I was, uh, I was an IT project manager at that time. And uh, yeah, so I had realized that actually half of the engineers I was working with were not computer scientists to start with. Uh, one of the guys was a policeman. One of the other guys was um, working for the tax, tax agency. A girl was a video maker. And there I realized that actually uh, becoming a developer was uh, more realistic than I thought for people who did not have a CS degree. And uh, at that point, I went to China to look for other opportunities, but quickly realized that China uh, had not much more to offer to me than being an English teacher. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and I tried it, and it was pure hell. So I decided not to go for it. I'm not very good with kids, apparently. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and at that point, I decided, all right, uh, uh, programming seems uh, like uh, something I could, uh, that could interest me quite a lot. And I've seen it is possible to do it even without having the, the correct background. I'm actually a business graduate, by the way. Okay. Um, and then I set my mind and said, like, all right, I'm going to do this. And no, no, long, no matter how long it's going to take, I'm going to become a developer. <laughs> Nice. And, uh, yes, I had savings set aside for around five years, so I could have spent five years without working. And I told myself, well, is it going to take me five years? I'm going to take five years to learn and become a developer. So that was a <laughs> level of commitment. <laughs> was it like a series <laughs> series of actions and like uh, thinking that led you to making that decision? Or was it like you had a dream one night and then next day you were like, I'm committing to this? It was mostly, I think, what affects a lot of people today. Uh, it was insatisfaction with my current uh, job. And okay. uh, it, you talk to basically lots of youngsters, lots of people in our generation. And this is a generation where like, uh, you, you have um, the opportunity to see uh, that there is other ways uh, of living your life. There is more opportunities than you ever thought of. Like internet allows you to know all of this. And this also allows you to question your current status. Like, what am I doing? Is this really what I want to do? Um, is this stressing me too much? Doesn't it have the, board, the life work balance I would like to have? And so out of all that, so I realized that the job I was doing, which was uh, being a project manager, was definitely not for me. And uh, I was always interested in tech, uh, but again, never thought I could do it until I realized that it was actually possible. And so... Uh, I also knew it was very high in demand as, as a profession. So you had a lot of contractual power as a, as a developer uh, versus any other role that is existing out there uh, today. Uh, and so I say, like, well, that looks uh, quite, uh, quite a good road to take. Um, 
and I'm very much into financial independence as well, which is quite kind of a movement that is being created nowadays. And uh, I realized that maybe 80% of the people who actually made it uh, were developers. Uh, so there were a lot of point, like a lot of errors pointing in exactly the same direction. Uh, you know, you want to a more relaxed uh, and balanced uh, uh, work-life uh, situation, and you, you want to become financially independent, which means you want to earn a decent income, and you want to do something that is fun. And that was the lucky part on my side. Uh, being a developer happened to be fun uh, for me. Um, so all of a sudden, all of a sudden, I realized, all right, I mean, literally every. No matter what perspective I, I I take, all these arrows are pointing to the same direction. Um, so that's uh, it was a tough process that took quite a long time, I would say. Um, yeah, it's a bonus that that you found it fun as well, straight straight off the bat as well. Yeah, that was <laughs> it was a bet. It was a bet. I was I said like I'm gonna do it even if it's not fun for me because yeah. it just it seems better, uh, but okay. a better profession than many others. But he actually ended up being even fun. So yeah, <laughs> like <That's great>. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> and and how did it go from in the start? What was the first language that you that you came across, or what was what was the first thing you learned uh, when you started going down the rabbit hole? So I started with JavaScript, and I uh, and I stuck with it. So I I still today I'm still a, a full a full stack JavaScript developer. Um, okay. That was it. Reason was again like just a practical reason. It was one of the languages with the highest demand uh, on the market, where a lot of positions open, uh, not too not too much competition. So I just chose it from that point of view. Uh, not having a technical background, is, it was hard to choose one yeah. language versus the other. You don't know what is best, so you just started with whatever seems the most practical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems like that's a, a quite a major blocker for anyone looking to start is just choosing the first language to learn. Yes, uh, yes. <laughs> Very often, the hardest part is not start coding, but but <laughs> knowing where to start. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. a very hard choice to make. And and what what uh, kept you to to kind of stick to it? Like uh, I, knew, I know you had the motivation. It's, it sounds like, but um, did you have uh, specific uh, tutorials that you were following, or 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 any, or did you join a school or? Yeah, so um, I actually, uh, at a certain point, I started applying for boot camps. Uh, okay. But I realized that that it was pretty easy to get in. And uh, when I realized that, I thought, like, if it's so easy to get in, why can't I try by myself? I mean, if they believe, because you were interviewed by developers, right? If they believe yeah. I can do this, <laughs> uh, it means I could probably do this. <laughs> <laughs> and since boot camps very often cost money, not all of them. In actually in Stockholm, a couple of them are free, but the ones I have applied to, they were like they were costing a few thousand euros. I said like, I could probably save up the money and use it to learn, you know, to stop working and learn instead. So I went that direction. So I did basically everything by myself, uh, but with the immense help of uh, all the amazing online courses that are out there and the uh, a lot lot of uh, amazing YouTube channels. Yeah. Specifically, I advise to anybody who asks me, uh, uh, I like uh, where to start. I uh, I advise at, uh, Code Academy. It, okay. Out of all the websites I tried at the beginning, that was the best. It's really like if you have zero knowledge about programming, as I did, uh, it really takes you by hand. It teaches you everything, and it teaches you things that actually are the same things you're going to be working with. Uh, rather than uh, just foc focusing too much of, on 
um, problem solving, which is some courses are more related to like they are kind of language independent. It doesn't matter what language you use. Yeah. These actually, these courses actually teach you exactly what you need to get a job. <laughs> so it's yeah. very, very practical, very down to earth. Um, and that's how I started. And after I got this, I completed the web development path that would teach everything from React to Node and Express and Mongo. Uh, that took me around a month. After okay. that, I started just building full stack apps uh, uh, with the help of uh, some of the tutorials by Academind, who was a great resource. Uh, Maximilian is a great guy from Germany who does this. Okay. Uh, the Net Ninja uh, by uh, Sean is a guy from England. Yeah. And then uh, like Web Dev Simplified is also great. Kyle. Uh, so there is there is um, a couple of channels which are extremely good and have very good content when it comes to JavaScript, yeah. and I really recommend them, recommend them to all of uh, all of those that are beginning. Uh, yeah, yeah, I've heard, I've heard a lot of those the courses being referenced to like quite a lot when people get stuck on certain things. There's usually a video coming from one of those those channels. Yeah, 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 because they are pretty much the best out there. And then, how long did it did, did it take you to start uh, kind of applying for jobs uh, after after you after you found that you, did you did you get to a point where you feel, felt like okay I'm ready now and so uh, what I did is that I started applying for jobs a month after I started coding. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh, I, I guess that takes a little bit of courage. <laughs> yeah. And also. Uh, <laughs> You have to be ready to fail quite a lot because uh, you will fail all your interviews. Like it's guaranteed, um, and uh, and that's actually what I advise uh, people as well. Like don't try to hold on too much to uh, to to learning before to uh, before to start applying for jobs because very often you will not know what they're going to ask you until they ask you. All right. And once you gain experience, I mean, basically, uh, the best way to say it is that passing an interview is a task on its own. It's something you have to learn. Uh, it's a skill you have to learn on its own. Uh, you could do a lot of courses, but they might in, they might never help, uh, like teach you how to pass an interview, a technical interview, because that requires many different skills. Even just communication skills are very important as a developer. So uh, I started applying them right away. Uh, after a month, I started coding, and um, and basically what happened is that I was taking each like the objective of each interview was not to get the job because I knew I was not going to get it. It was to record all the questions they would ask me. All right, and uh, whenever I did not know the answer to the question, ask them how would you solve this, and recall all the answers. <laughs> and out of that, I, I built myself a database of uh, questions and answers. And all of a sudden, you start noticing patterns. You know, they always ask about this, and the answer more or less is always something like this, right? So all of, all of a sudden, you're prepared, like your, your sixth interview or something, you will be definitely prepared for, for answering these questions. Um, so that's, again, an advice that goes to all of those who are trying to get a job. Just start as soon as possible, learning how to pass interviews. And use it as a learning experience uh, rather than uh, having as an objective to actually get the job. <laughs> that should yeah. be secondary. <laughs> yeah, creating this uh, this model this uh, of of question answers, and then that's, yeah, that's... your own DBU. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> 
and and how many how many would you say if you had to like guess um, uh, interviews did you go through before before you started? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I would have to go and look. <laughs> okay. Let's say six, but uh, I, I can tell. Maybe it's easier to say the number. So it took me eight months to get my first job. And I actually okay. got two job offers. So let's say it took me eight months to get two job offers. Okay. Uh, so if you say like, you could say I had an interview a week. Okay. Right? So four per month. So that's okay. quite a lot of interviews, but it's a very rough number. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And was there, was there any one of them that stood out that was particularly difficult? Uh, could you, can you remember any... Like a, a moment where, where you where you found it really hard, where they asked you a really hard like a technical question or gave you a technical challenge to take home that was just felt impossible. Yes, they asked me to integrate uh, Stripe API on the fly. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> After four months of coding, I was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> I fail. I failed miserably. I actually started crying right after the uh, the interview because I couldn't do it. Like. You know, Stripe documentation, it's its big. Mm. Uh, if you haven't done it before, it's hard to just like open up their documentation and realize how to integrate it with, a, with an existing application. So it's not that you build it from scratch, which is easier. They actually gave me an existing application and told me like, go, um, <laughs> connect, integrate. And I was <laughs> like, I don't know where to start, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so that was the hardest, definitely. But any, anyways, any time that they were... The most nerve-wracking part was any time they would ask me to code live in front of their eyes. Okay. Uh, it's much easier when you, you're given a, like a home task, which luckily is the most common scenario. They give you like a weekend to work on a, on a project, yeah. and you present the project, and they ask questions. Some you, know, some you don't know the answers to. It's pretty okay. But when they actually ask you to code in front of them, you know you're making a thousand mistakes. <laughs> Yeah. You know, you don't re remember the syntax for some of the things and you have to kind of open up the documentation and try to find it. But it's very easy to, to get stuck or to enter in panic mode. Very easy. So that's that's the worst part of some interviews. Luckily, it's the minority. Yeah. Yeah, true. When you enter that, uh, when you start freaking out and, and you, you just see black, like you can't don't know what to do next. Yeah. Yeah, because, uh, yes, that is... Uh, the hardest and, thing is, yeah, to be judged while you write your code. <laughs> yeah, true. Have, has that become, uh, do you still do pair programming or like live coding and stuff like that, uh, like in teams? Like, have you found it to become more easier the more you've worked with it? So, I'll, you know, the same, the same occurrence never happened again because, uh, you know, pair programming is one thing. Pair programming, I mean, you're already hired in that company and that company usually lies as a senior developer in your team. That kind of is going to teach you uh, bit by bit how to do things. So it's not they're not testing you. Your senior mm -hmm. developer is not testing you. Your senior developer is teaching you. Yeah. So saying I don't know is completely is even more fine. I think it should be always fine to say I don't know, uh, but it's even easier to say I don't know when you're just learning something, versus your when you're being tested for something that you should have learned already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. So, <laughs> Which is quite a big um, mental so, shift to like to change into when you've all you've been doing is you know being tested and, and analyzed and and now you to make that yes, shift. Yes. Again, honestly, the best advice I can give is to be fully honest with your interviewer. So I've seen because I've also been hiring developers now, and I've seen okay. some developers 
try to come up with answers. Uh, but every, I, I mean, as soon as you're a little bit more senior, you realize right away that person doesn't know the answer. And so okay. it's better to say, uh, I never done this before. So I really don't know. I would have to look at the documentation and see how to implement this. This usually is, is kind of a sign of maturity uh, as, a, as a professional. It, you, you're clear about your limits. Like, this is what I can do. This is what I'm confident with. Beyond this, I really don't know. Um, it's better than trying to come up with an answer that then ends up being uh, messy or wrong or disorganized or unclear. Uh, it's better to really set uh, clear boundaries uh, so that the employer also knows like what to expect. Okay, this guy can do up until here. The rest we have to teach him. Are we ready to do so? Um, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. And have you developed any, any tricks uh, for when you hit roadblocks now or uh, when you have to troubleshoot a problem? Is there anything you do first, like get up and take a walk or <laughs> anything yeah, useful? That can, that can help. <laughs> 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 that can definitely help and it's part of my solution indeed. Okay. Uh, first of all, what I try, what I try to understand is the co if, if I can break down the problem. All right. Okay. I mean, some, some problems like... You don't realize it, but you actually uh, you think you think you're solving one problem, but actually you're you're trying to solve several mini problems at the same time. So the first step is okay. asking yourself, like, can I break this down into smaller pieces? If yes, do it. If no, well, if if you can break it down even more, then the only thing you can do is to try and figure it out. And then one thing I've noticed is sometimes. A task that would be that would seem impossible to solve today. Yeah. It would be solved in five minutes tomorrow morning. I don't know if it happened to you, but it's magical. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow it, during the night the fairies come in and just solve it in your brain. Hey, like <laughs> I don't know really the uh, biochemistry of that process, but uh, you know, at a glimpse it seems like that you during the night if you get a good night's sleep. Your yeah. brain is rewiring in a way, so creating new connections that actually help you see things from a dif different perspective. And that usually is a great way to solve problems, uh, looking at it from a different angle. And, uh, and so very often just trying, then parking it if you don't manage. So for today, let's say I'm going to do something else, take a walk, <laughs> have yeah. a good sleep, and the morning after you wake up, and very often you already have the solution without even thinking too much about it. Yeah. Uh, and so that's a good rule, like giving it at least 48 hours. Like that's the minimum to solve a problem. Solve and give, uh, to solve a, uh, a problem, give it at least 20, uh, 48 hours. And then if you have lucky, if you're lucky enough to have a mentor, then ask him. You can uh, because you might be have, you might be actually trying to solve a problem which is too big for you. That can happen. And uh, in that case, it's good to ask. But always, always give it at least 48 hours uh, with some nights, good night's sleep, and in, 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 in between, and you will see that. You probably solve ninety percent of your issues uh, just doing that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's a it's a strange thing, isn't it? Like, uh, I, I, do you find that uh, it also comes with experience, uh, knowing like when to to stop now and and uh, or when to ask for help as well? Or... Yeah, yeah. It it, it very much then depends uh, on the mentors you have, on the type of uh, senior developer you have in the company. Um, a good question to ask to any, any, any employer is if they have a mentorship program or if uh, you as a junior will have a dedicated senior to teach you stuff. 
Okay. Uh, good companies have that. Good companies understand the importance of taking juniors to senior level, having a dedicated person to that. Companies that are mediocre or not so good, they don't they don't care that much about uh, that. They expect you to learn everything by yourself. And sometimes the seniors just don't have time to help you. So it's uh, usually yeah. very good to check that early on to see, like, is this a good company? Is this a company that cares about my, that actually puts money? Because a senior developer is a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, and taking senior developers hours out of actually building a project means that the company is investing a lot of money on you. And it's a good yeah. uh it's a good indicator. Yeah, that's a good company. Um, okay, that's a cool way of looking at it, definitely. Yeah. And I saw in, in your LinkedIn profile, I was just very curious to ask this, uh, uh, that you did you work as a developer for the European Space Agency uh, previously? Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> that was my well, first job. That was oh, my really? first contract. Yeah. What was that like? <laughs> Uh, when I when I received the contract, it was quite mind blowing. <laughs> because oh, yeah. my, I mean, I, I guess it's the dream of any of any engineer actually, and all of those people who work who study computer science to actually land a job in a space uh, in a space company. And yeah. I just, in my case, I guess it was just luck. It was just luck. They were in need of a person mm-hmm. uh, to finalize a project and. They needed it urgently, and they apparently there was not too much competition for it, <laughs> but pure luck. And okay. uh, we were developing a software that was uh, going to be used by the European Space Agency uh, okay. for planning um, uh, experiments that were happening on the uh, European, uh, not the European, in the International Space Station. Okay. Uh, so ISS. So it was super exciting. Uh, Awesome. But then once once you start being a developer, you realize it's just a developer job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> it's literally no difference. You're still sitting in front of your computer in an office, a nice office in Brussels. Yeah. And uh, you got your colleagues and you guys play, you know, kicker during lunchtime. And, I mean, just... <laughs> yeah, it's still, um, still working with the same, same stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and were you uh, so, were you working quite a lot with JavaScript at, at the, in that role as well? Or? So that role was actually pretty tough because um, at that point I was a full stack, uh, self like self taught full stack JavaScript um, programmer. Yeah. Uh, but they took me in as a full stack React Django. Oh wow! <laughs> developer. So I had to learn on the fly Python. And the Django framework, which is used with Python, and I also had to okay. learn how to use PostgreSQL, uh, which is uh, more complex than learning Mongo. Uh, yeah. So it was very it was very challenging, but I was so lucky because I had some amazing. Uh, I was the most junior developer in the team. I was the only one without a computer science degree, and uh, and I had some amazing seniors that really spent hours with me teaching me everything. So, yeah, I owe everything to these people. Um, yes. That's an awesome first uh, first encounter, though. <laughs> like, I guess it must have been a good confidence boost afterwards when you when you when you moved on, or yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> it helps to know that yeah. you can achieve things you don't think you can achieve. <laughs> yeah, true, definitely. And in in light of that, like, do you have any any um, tech mentors now, or or any any people in tech that you look up to uh, or follow, like any blogs and sites that you follow for inspiration so um i think the 
the people that are inspiring me the most are, are this um these developers that decide to actually put a lot of time and effort into sharing their knowledge. So the people just I mentioned before, like Maximilian from Academind and Sean from NetNinja and Kyle from uh, uh, yeah from uh, Web, Web Dev Simplified. These people like yeah. all, all, all of the stuff is free for us. Of course, they might earn something on the side through advertisement, but it still takes a lot of effort to actually do good videos, make sure that they're up to date and they and the, the best practices are utilized. I mean, they put a lot of effort and work to do to make it make it happen. And uh, yeah. I owe everything to them. Uh, so I hope as well that one day I can give back. Uh, I think it's actually something that actually we can all do uh, right away. We can start teaching as soon as we learn something. So there is mm -hmm. really no um, uh, no 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 boundary there. Um, but I really hope I can be one of those in the future. So teaching, uh, teaching uh, programming to those who want to learn. Um, yeah, well, so those I are think, the features that inspire me the most, yeah. Okay, awesome. Well, I think I think in this in this this episode, you, you, you've given a lot of inspirational, like actionable tips, so, so it, you can see this as a, good, as a start already. <laughs> like, oh, that's that's great. Giving back. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's gonna be useful to somebody. Uh, Definitely. And, and is there any like uh, trends at the moment that you've come across, uh, tech trends that, you, that you're looking forward to, to seeing kind of unfold, whether it's a, a framework or, or like machine learning or AI or anything that, you, yeah, I mean, that you're excited that about the, in the future? That is the most exciting. That is the most exciting. Uh, so machine learning is definitely the most exciting field. I'm not into it. Um, I mean, I'm doing much, much simpler work, uh, which is uh, or much different work, which is just developing websites and web applications. But mm -hmm. uh, if I were to be excited about an area of software development, is definitely machine learning. I have friends who do that, and uh, it's it's really crazy. Uh, the fact that we, we 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 might be able to build artificially build a mind like ours uh, is almost like we're, we're playing na nature. <laughs> we are doing what nature has done to us, and we're able to replicate it. And that's that's quite yeah. insane. Um, I don't know if you ever read the book uh, Singularity is Near, uh, but it's. Uh, uh, I've heard of it, but I, have, I haven't read it. Okay. Uh, just just a guy, a famous engineer, who predicts that by 2048 uh, we're going to actually become cyborgs. Okay. Uh, we're going to be able to enhance our um, brain capacity and uh, make it uh, connected uh, worldwide uh, through chips and whatever. So that, I mean, all of a sudden, we're going to be way smarter than, than we are today. We're going to be able to solve problems at a pace that we never had before, which has already happened, by the way, with the internet and devices, only that these devices are still like detached from our body. So it's something that's already happening. Uh, today, we do research at a, at a speed that is that was unthinkable years ago. And, uh, and probably the speed yeah. of research and innovation is going to increase more and more. Um, that's that's very exciting, and it's very much related to AI as well. Yeah, I guess that's the thing. Hey, like before, many years before, we we couldn't have thought of what the possibilities were now, and then it's it's probably the same thing now. Ten years, twenty years from now, it's like it's gonna be mind blowing. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be actually it's gonna be very hard to um, you know keep the pace with it. I think yeah. uh, above all in software development, things are gonna go so fast that all of a sudden, like, humans might be just too slow at, at keeping pace with it. We might be too slow. We will not be able to 
it's already happening today in software development in which like every five years you probably have to learn a new language because the, the yeah. previous one has already become old and nobody wants to write with it anymore. Imagine what's yeah. going to happen in uh, 50 years from now or even less. Maybe every six months you're going to have to learn a new language because an AI has, gonna, has discovered a new and better way to write code. <laughs> and you will be like, I've just finished learning the previous one. How am I supposed yeah. to start from scratch? Yeah, true. <laughs> That's going to be very interesting to see. At least, at least it'll be exciting that you're always going to be learning even more new things, like at a rapid pace. I really hope we're going to remain relevant as humans, but I have, I have my doubts about it. Yeah, true. Yeah. Well, maybe you can just kick back and watch it, watch something else run it, <laughs> like. Yeah, I mean, if, yeah, if we manage to benefit from, from this, it would be awesome. <laughs> Let's see how it goes. <laughs> if you found this episode useful, please subscribe for updates on new releases. And if you have any questions for developers, send them to at NewMockDev on Twitter. <laughs>